2: Specific right, for that, Somebody else said you weren't the only person that saw it. So, yeah, that sorry. was
3: that was in 2016. They said
2: yeah, that somebody quoted my tweet talking about it in 2016.
4: Gotcha.
3: Strike them up. Okay. Oh, no, it's cancel.
4: It, yeah, we need to cancel, that, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> gonna, gonna to cancel that man. We're gonna have to cancel Norvell. Who am I? Attention. Who
2: am I to, 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 to be the ones crying wolf, man? Yeah. Why does everything have to be about race, man?
3: We're gonna have to. Uh,
4: if it is, you're gonna. If let it, us know.
2: it is, it
3: is. <laughs> Norvel gonna have to resign.
4: Hey, Norvell. Hey, he didn't. He sure. was the coach. Castles. I'm saying he—he he, he surely didn't take you can't you can't take it to Florida State. But yeah, maybe he's. When, I'm after sure whoever, tweeted that. I'm day. sure
2: whoever the the decision makers in the marketing department did people pick up on your tweet
4: on that back then? I can't remember, man. Or did it, everybody just ignore you?
2: They probably ignore me. Man. They probably ignore
4: me. i did did it? Did it I was just
2: crying wolf, man. Just just a lowly blogger, the lowly podcaster.
4: Just so this was 16, 2016. So we we had just gotten here. I had just gotten on the radio. January.
3: Yeah. Genu- this is January. Genu- we weren't we weren't even here. No, January
4: of yeah. sixteen. Yeah. No, so is, yeah, that that
2: was later. This is February two thousand sixteen.
4: February. So yeah, we came in October. So yeah. this. I'm still, cares about. I'm
2: still at the paper. Nobody cares about the little man like myself. Here, here's, yeah, I was here's still a, a the good paper. Who was I? I? I wouldn't even try to achieve a grid to it in two thousand. I was going to say, where were? Yeah, yeah who, he was. Here's a. Was good, anybody listening to really you back then? a really good
3: piece from. From saying in February 2016, Norvell's first class shines and surprises on signing day.
2: Yeah, because I was writing for the Tri-State Defense Blue, Blue World Order. Yep. But you didn't write yep. the Django thing for Tri-State. I don't know. What's that? Hold on. What? That was Blue World Order. Yeah. When Ye- did y'all start this show? S- October, October of
4: 16. So we were not even. I was still the. Paper. I don't even
2: think I was. A- was I at the Tri-State then? Shoot, man. I
4: don't
2: know. No one knows. Stripe them up, though, man. It's all no, Elon deleted it all. <laughs> Nope. If I could find that tweet, man, it would be golden. Yeah.
3: Uh, the city's team. The city's team. There yeah. is no doubt about that. Boise State, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll see you out there. Shh. I've been invited to a couple spots on uh, Tiger Lane. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll get there early enough. But hey, I would man, be there. why they
2: didn't invite us to uh, Mildred Madness today?
3: <laughs> Bro, it's not Mildred Madness anymore.
2: No, the thing they got today. Oh,
3: uh, the happy hour? No. <laughs>
4: The rebounders like yeah, get to that's, see the that's team practice. I yeah. said Mildred Madness.
3: But but uh, that's media can't come. No media. It's strictly is for Mildred because uh, uh, Trey Richmond's on campus. That's what they're using. Man, stop it. That's what that's that's the excuse they're using. I feel a way about that, man. No media. I was for going. This. I
2: want to like extend the olive branch to Tiger ba- Tiger Athletic fans that are mad at me, man.
3: That was that. That would have been a good set. Yeah.
2: You, all the rebounders, all the, the the upper echelon, were gonna be there. I was yeah. like, Look.
3: Yeah, because like you know, they're they're hear they, ye, hear ye. They are getting shown.
4: <laughs> they ain't gonna talk to you. They say he's the one talking about Django stripe. We can't use stripe. <laughs> like them, man, you're you not
5: even
2: 24 hours clean.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mildred Madness. Yeah, <laughs> today. At, I like at the, that name. That's very, today very at the
2: cool. what's the name? It's going at, down at the, man at
4: the yeah. Mildred Madness. I Margaret and
2: Mildred about.
3: Madness. I like it. I I, I mean, uh, my kingdom for Mildred Madness. It's we're gonna miss it. We're man,
2: gonna miss- I hate that, bro. Like I like I. They had the open thing the other day. Yeah and I was out of town When that happened Gotcha And then Mildred Madness is today And they, we can't go to these, either no. And we can't go to Student Madness That's right
4: Now you know Leonard Draper's over there It ain't just all Mildred's
2: Huh Yeah I know it Their brother
4: Draper's over there I'm
2: gonna call Trey Draper See if you can let me in that Joint Yeah I'll, See if you can get in yeah. Appreciate you Maybe man. I can put on a uniform Like like I work in the place There
3: you go That's maybe. good <laughs> Maybe sneak on in yeah, Hey man Can you move my car <laughs> <laughs> He is Anthony Stane Goodness every Friday here on the show. We'll come back. Jason and John are trying
0: to play on ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett, WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN.
3: First story. Jason, we're going to start with some pop culture news, Uh, some big pop culture news, if you don't mind. Uh, Because there has been an arrest. There's been an arrest as of this morning, about an hour ago, uh, in uh, in connection to, I should say, the murder of Tupac. After all of these years... Um, they have arrested Keith D. Who, what's interesting about this, from what I read, is that Dwayne Keith D. Davis has been basically confessing to this murder for, uh, or at least as an accomplice of this of this murder for uh, a long, long time. That he's been on podcasts, he's been on, you know, whatever. I mean, look, it may not be a story. I mean, it may not matter. I mean, but this is, you know, once upon a time, Tupac was the, you know, the biggest rapper in the game uh and they have uh you know arrested someone in connection to the to the murder so we'll see what happens but uh it it is all over uh it is all over social media uh that this uh this arrest has been made so uh i don't know i mean i I don't know if it's closure i don't know if it's uh you know we'll see what, what ultimately uh comes of it um obviously his mom was you know fighting for for justice for uh you know, for a long, long time. Unfortunately, she passed in 2016, so she will, will not be here to see that justice be served if indeed it happens. But I don't know. I mean, I just think it's it's, it's pot- potentially the closure of a chapter, but it's really not. Um, I, I guess the most interesting about it is that, you know, this guy's been confessing to it. He's, right.
4: He's been, you know, he's been open about he's it. flaw flaunting the fact that he's... <clears throat> that yeah. He was in the Cadillac. He's he's written it in his book. He said it in interviews or whatever. That he was in the Cadillac, and then, his nephew, yeah, or uh, yeah, cousin, nephew, whatever it was that did the shooting. But he's basically right. been bragging about this for a while now, you know. And Orlando Anderson, Orlando uh, Anderson, who is who's dead now.
3: and I think that's the thing about it is like most of the you know most of the sort of main cast here is is uh, is gone. I mean, unfortunately, uh, so I don't even know like. You know, in terms of, you know, resources and uh, all of those things, like, I, I'm not sure. I, and, I'm not, and I'm not sure what exactly led sort of to the arrest, considering, again, that this gentleman has gone on pretty much every podcast uh, in the world and, and said it. So uh, either way, there have been some developments in the case. Uh, there, remember, there was a search warrant. I think it was on his house. It was in July. Yeah. So they've been sort of working, I guess, building
4: this case. By his wife. Um, and again, you know, getting a search warrant after he's done all this talking, maybe that, that was part of the deal. They got one to go in. What's, what's weird is like, they took a computer hard drive, cell phones, a copy of Vibe magazine that featured Tupac and tubs containing old photographs. They also took several 40 caliber bullets. Again, this happened so long ago. It's weird to think that he would still have, you know, evidence of it on a cell phone or you know in terms of what they brought out of there what 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 cops right. took out of that house because we're talking about something that happened is it 23 years ago 20 27 years ago now yeah um so that you took out anything as evidence even even in a wife you know in, in a home owned by his wife is is really weird but apparently they found something in there enough to to add to you know the case against him yeah so uh, that they could bring charges against
3: him. Yeah, the charges are expected to be announced uh, as soon as this afternoon. So, yeah, look, I don't. I don't I, I, in terms of the upshot of this, you know, because unfortunately mom is gone, um, I, I guess it's really just for his fans that, that you know, there's like, hey, this is. But I, I just, I sort of assume we all kind of had an idea, you
4: know. I mean, the upshot of it is justice, bro. If he was in the car and a part of uh, of the murder plot to kill Tupac, put his ass in jail. Like well, I he's agree, been, but he's been out here for free. That's and what I'm saying. He's been talking. I mean, what? Are, yeah, it's just weird. Good. I'm glad they stayed on it and that they didn't just say, you know what, we, you know, that w- right. we don't care anymore about Pac's killer. Right. You know, because we th- we suspect he's dead, the guy that actually pulled the trigger. Right. Oh, no, get everybody that was involved in the in the plot. So it's, you know, I, the fact that this guy's been. You know, essentially bragging about it this long yeah, and out of jail crazy. the entire time and they've been unable to do anything about it is kind of crazy. So so yeah good. You know, yeah. for, you know some, some sort of justice. Again, this is a back and forth thing, retaliation, and everything else, but you need to get everybody that was involved.
3: Yeah, no, it's true. I I I'll be interested to see sort of, you know, what the smoking gun was as it were in terms of the search warrant. What's well, and- so
4: crazy is he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Like I- you, you you just you're so hell bent on people knowing right what happened even after you've been a part of it as a as the criminal part that you want people to know it right that you got to run your mouth yeah. about it it's just crazy you've gotten you've clearly gotten away with it but you you got people got to know cuz you just right you know maybe that's the way that you stay you know i, I again that that mindset i've yeah. done so why do you know killers do it sometimes they go back to the scene of the crime they say and yes. you know, if you read about this stuff you know the fact that you couldn't just move on bro you are you done got off for this for
3: for thirty years. Almost. You
4: and I, I wouldn't say a word about it to anybody. My and this guy's been running his mouth for years. Been asking for it essentially for these folks to come get him.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's really bizarre, actually, in that way. Very much so. Uh, but either way, he's in custody, and uh, they'll announce some charges at some point uh, this afternoon. But potentially some, uh, some, some justice and some closure finally for uh, for Tupac here.
4: Next story. We'll get to Mark Giannato, uh, there was a football game last night, Thursday night football game, and the Detroit Lions were very impressive in it. John Martin was on the right side yesterday, and I was certainly on the wrong one. And in watching that entire game, let me tell you something. You know, Dan Campbell, who I'd asked yesterday, John, what is he more than a motivator? Let me tell you what he's done. He's made those lines super aggressive and super strong, you know, as the former offensive lineman. Both of those lines – and again, I I'd, I'd watched them against Kansas City, and I'll admit, you know, tuning back in for, to them for the first time really, yep. you know, this last night, and they do have some nastiness besides Hutchison up front. McNeil, Comiskey, they were getting after those guys. And it's not just that. Look what they were doing in the fourth quarter. They run the ball offensively. They run the ball for over 200 yards in that game. Goff only has to throw for 200 yards. OK, they're so physical. Dave Montgomery getting stronger as the game goes on. Why? Because that offensive line was dominating. Yep. But they were physical up front on both sides. And that has to be, you know, that's more than just a rah-rah speech and everything else. They've clearly gone. I mean, it's not just about they've added talent defensively and everything else, especially in that secondary. But up front, dude, they are nasty now on both sides of the ball. And that's what I was not prepared for. They, it was time to make a statement. Realize that when I looked at it, they have not won the NFC North. The last time they won the division, it was the Central. They've not won it since it's been renamed. That's year. So, so again, being in this position and ready to take over is one thing, but putting your foot down in Green Bay and, and with Aaron Jones, with Christian Watson out there, that, that was a hell of a statement made last night by the Detroit Lions.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, they have drafted just incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it, it, it's
4: caught up now. Yeah. where these It's paying off.
3: It shows you picks. you know what can happen. They used when to you just draft the
4: wide receiver, you didn't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. But they've spent draft picks on guys up front and now yep. it's paying off.
3: Yep. I mean and you know, people um people are complaining about um the way they use Jameer Gibbs, which, which could be fair. I mean, that might be a fair thing to say. Um, but you know, David Montgomery clearly has something left in the tank. Don't use up Jameer Gibbs. Use up I'm David saying. Montgomery. That's, that's, what that's you the do. way you
4: do these days.
3: And then, exactly. And then you keep him fresh for when it's his time to 100%. get used to. Yeah. Because
4: uh, you don't want to pay any of them anymore.
3: Exactly. And you've got him for four years, you know. So, um, you know, I think you don't want to burn both ends of the candle, as it were. So, I I don't really understand the – I it, think
4: they're using it perfectly right now.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously they drafted Amon Ra, caught the first touchdown last night. I mean, they just – everywhere across the board, they've just done a really good job. Um, the OC's, you know, very good. Ben Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, the Lions are going to be a force – uh,
4: to be reckoned with. Like I, I will say too, even with Swift, it it didn't. It, it, there was never a physical running game like right. they've got now. Right. So even with Swift last year, who got he would miss a lot of time injury wise, but they didn't have an offensive line pushing people around like this. You know, it still felt like if they were going to beat you, they had to do it with a high-powered passing offense that you're asking Golf to 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 be the engine on, and it, it, he doesn't need to be. They are completely different offensively now, where they're just ba- and they will hit you with that run. Yep that I was not prepared for. And, again, they do it at Green Bay. That's a pretty good Green Bay defense, although they've struggled some early in terms of the the talent they've got on it. And they just manhandled them, man. So so I'm holding up the hand. I need to see it from Detroit, make the statement that you're ready to take over this division. They did it last night.
3: Yeah, they absolutely you know, did. All
4: over Jordan Love, too.
3: Woo. Man, he did not have any time at all in the first half and had a couple of plays there in the second. But, uh, yeah, it was a – I mean, to do that on the road, you know. yeah. I mean that's that sort of tells you okay this is what we're about this year. And
4: they've done that to what KC and Green Bay.
3: Yep. I mean the division certainly is going through them at this at this point in the season. Um
4: I don't think they're ready to compete with the San Fran's. do you? Nah. Nah, because I just don't. Well, think... What's clear is they are NFC North's best. That's yep. that's. A, are they ready to take it to the next level? Will be the question for them. Yeah, I would say it still goes. Getting the playoffs first, win a game, like that's there. There's levels to this.
3: But you know, man, if you look at their schedule, they they have a chance to to. I mean, like
4: getting the, not not is the one, is that what you're trying to tell me? Because there's only one bye.
3: It's bad, bro. It's bad. They got it... the Panthers next. Then they got the Bucks. They have the Ravens, which is tough, and they play the Raiders. Uh, they have the Bears, of course, Packers again at home, Saints, Bears again, Broncos at home, Vikings twice. I mean, there's going to be a lot of wins in there, bro. I mean, you're right. It's
4: going to be tough with San Francisco. But... Well, that's who you're trying to beat out.
3: I mean, know? I think they can win all of games.
4: Because Dallas and their division with Philly and everything else, you're, you're, you know, you're going to drop some. It, it's, it's San Fran. Because Detroit has the opportunity. I'm going to be real honest with you. Minnesota stinks. Mm-hmm. And 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 Jordan Jordan Love didn't look great. They did they did kind of get back in it in the second half. Yeah. Um. But my my point is, they can they can fatten up in the north.
3: Yeah, they're gonna get to twelve or thirteen.
4: But San Francisco can do the same in the in the I mean, west. And they will. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I, now, I, Dallas yeah. can't do that. I don't think Philly can do that. But I think San Fran can, and so can Detroit.
3: So. Yeah. 49ers have the look of like a, a fifteen and two team. You know, that's kind of what they, they they seem like. I mean,
4: is Seattle gonna give them anything? Because no. the Rams won't, you know.
3: No, I don't think so.
4: So you have. That's like, what I'm saying. It's going to be tough to beat out San Fran for that one, even with a even with a weak schedule like you're pulling out for
3: Detroit. Yeah, I mean it is
4: going to be it is going to be difficult. Um, that said, though, get there as a two seed, whatever it is, three seed, win some games. Because again, San Fran yeah. and and you know Philly, they've been here. This now it's your time to sort of take that next step. Um, they've clearly taken a step as the best team in that division by yeah, far.
3: Very, very impressive performance last night yeah. from them on Agreed. Thursday night football. All right, we'll come back. Mark Gina is going to join us talking about Memphis basketball practice, Boise State this weekend, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM? Yes,
6: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
3: Thomas Ford, the commercial appeal host of Giotto and Jeffrey. Haircut, haircuts mm. in the bill. See, I don't know if Jeffrey would, you know, have, did he make a remark about your hair? I
5: haven't. I just got the haircut like an hour or two
3: ago. I don't know if you've seen him yet. No. You, I,
5: well, he's not here. To, he's okay, gotcha. he had to drive to Nashville for MUS you know, okay, okay. is playing back in to Nashville. Nashville. Gotcha. Well, I just wanted, yeah.
3: you know, you're you're there are at least some colleagues well, up I,
5: here. I pre hopefully it's a good haircut. I don't know. Looks Usually good. haircuts like the first couple of days, it takes a little yeah. bit to, you know.
3: Does Does Lindsay, for example, will she say something about your haircut?
5: Probably, yeah. Okay. She'll say whether it's good or bad. So the
3: flame and... still burns.
5: Yes. Yes.
4: <laughs> I guess so. I, there yeah. you go. I can speak to that. The, the <laughs> She is very much in love with her husband. Oh. I found that out wow. a couple of Saturdays ago. This
5: is, I, so it's funny. I found You that told out. you told me this mm-hmm. and I and I told her that you told me that and mm-hmm. she goes, I don't know why he got that impression. What?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you might have had a you might have had a battery. <laughs> or she's a great actress. One or the yeah. other
5: wow
4: maybe she but was playing I appreciate me. it yeah, no, okay. yeah,
5: we uh yeah, but uh, it's uh no I had to get here I gotta fit everything she's out of town she's at like a work conference and so um mm. I'm in charge of the kids so I got everything I need to accomplish I've got to squeeze in between Ooh, like eight, eight and 4.30 p.m today so I've the morning was spent doing a bunch of different things while I don't have the kids on my hands.
4: I admire you, man. That's amazing. Cuz yeah, I don't get the sense you got much help when you when the when you're in charge of the kids. It's you. Well, like tomorrow, well,
5: like this is going to be this is this will be an interesting football game for me, for instance, because tomorrow cuz she's out of town still, we got to get a babysitter so I can go to the Boise State game. Um and so that'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, how how that all I I'm going to be I'm fascinated to see the crowd tomorrow because Usually I get to the game like, you know, like an hour and a half, two hours yeah, you, in advance. Mm-hmm. And it you know, especially, you know, at a Memphis game like you get there that early, it doesn't matter. You drive right in. Um I don't think I'm gonna be able to leave my house till like two o'clock tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see if I, I I'm I'm hopeful I'll be there by kickoff. I live yeah, like twenty I live like twenty five minutes from the stadium, but like there's gonna be traffic, I think, going well, into the well, stadium well, a well, half well, hour before well, the game. Well. For you're this one, right because I think there's going to be a de- – I think
4: there'll be, be – it'll be, is a brand name. It will
5: be the big – I don't know if it's going to be like one of those crowds like during the Norvell era where you're getting 40 – between 40 and 45 in there, like the UCLA game nah. they played back then. But this will be the biggest crowd of the season. I think it'll be like low 30s yeah, maybe, that's what hopefully. I would not I would at least will, announce low 30s. If you're not cracking 30 for this game, that's a bad sign. Oh, I, agree I think that. you need yeah. to crack 30 for this – it, it, I don't think that's asking too much, uh, and I think it, it will. I, would, I just
3: wouldn't lose sleep over traffic.
5: I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, th- I think you're going to be okay. I think I'll be. Okay. You know, I think I'll be there for kickoff.
3: Um, in terms of your uh, expectations for this one, um, you know, it's funny, sort of what the number is. I don't know. I know you're not necessarily a big uh, sports mm-hmm. betting guy, but the number has sort of it got it opened. Okay, at Boise minus three. It, is, it, it got bet all the way up to Memphis
5: minus three and a half. It was very, and it quickly changed. Quickly. It, it immediately, quickly. Yes. Like it wasn't like yes. it gradually got yes. flipped over. And yes. so I do wonder was there like some sort of mistake? Mistake. Right. That's what I've been
3: wrong. Well, think, I, 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 they were so far off, right? I don't think, it's, be a, I don't think it's a mistake. I mean, it, and people look, jumped on it, it so could, quickly. It, we'll find out, right? It could just have been a misprice, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has now sort of settled back at two and a half. Three, three at some spots. I do think if it was like a glitch, though, they would have probably come out and said something. Yeah, yeah I mean, you wouldn't have been here, able to. We you, made a mistake. You know, but-
3: no, you just sort of put like for example, um, people don't remember this because they don't care, but I remember this. The same sports book that opened Boise minus three, okay, in this case, opened Colorado minus five against Nebraska. And everybody was like, Oh my God, that number's way off. What do you mean? Nebraska mm. like, they're not they're not five points better than Nebraska. Mm. And then they destroyed and that number got back it bet back to two or three, Colorado. And of course we know what happened. They destroyed Nebraska. Uh so they are again, they sort of are You know, they originate. You know, they don't, they're the market setters, uh, and everybody Mm -hmm. else sort of follows them. So we'll see what happens. Um, But in terms of your own expectations, do you expect this to be close? Do you expect this to be, it's a high pressure situation for Brian Silverfield, and I kind of think it's going
5: to play out like that. Oh, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a tense game. I I think they have a good chance to win. I mean, I don't think Boise, I think Boise's good, but not great. And that's what I think I'm hoping. I think Memphis is a good, but not great team. And they're at home, and typically we've seen even with Ryan, when they have these types of games at home, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Like yep. in these situations like they've come out on the right end of these much more often than not yeah. over the last. Even under Ryan, like you know the True. SMU game. Remember he came. At home. They beat SMU. They UCF his first year. Yep. Mississippi State, right. um, his second year. So and so he, he's won a couple of these already. And so I I, I feel good about it. You know, I I came out of the Missouri game like thinking, okay, like there's reasons why this season could go awry, but I've also seen some things within how they performed against Missouri where, you know what, you can talk yourself into this was the best team they'll play all season and, you know, they, if they, you know, maybe cut down on Seth's interceptions a little bit and cut down, you know, the, those big plays you chalk up to maybe being, you know, you're never going to face a receiver like that again this mm-hmm. season. And so you could talk yourself. I came out of it going, okay, I can talk myself into this team being in the AAC championship game. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm the same boat. Um, But at the same time, I think – and so in that way, the game isn't – ultimately the Tulane game is more important no matter what because it's a conference game. And if you win right. the Tulane game – no matter what, whether you win tomorrow or not, you're in the driver's seat in the AAC. Um, you might need tomorrow to get the New Year's Six Bowl, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a New Year's Six bid if you were to win the AAC um, because of what Fresno's done already. Mm-hmm. They've got two Power Five wins. So, um, But I don't think if you're Ryan Silverfield and you're this program and you're trying to build momentum and we're talking about the crowd, you don't want to go 13 days on a two-game losing streak where – the narrative is going to be they lost to the two decent, two decent teams they played. Like, you don't want that mm. narrative for 13 days, even though the reality is you've got this two-lane game ahead of you, and that's more important than tomorrow. But, uh, you know, just if we're talking momentum the program, you know, like, ultimately, uh, these are the types of games you need to win to get momentum. At home, you're going to have, again, your biggest crowd of the year probably, you know you need to give them something to be excited about and then yeah, that's a win it, and so it's not like a do or die type of game but ultimately if you're someone who is trying to is thinking in your head okay let's make the best of the Ryan Silverfield situation these are the types of games you got to win yes you know no like like ultimately if you want this to work mm-hmm. you have to win this game you have to win these types of games consistently and uh I think they have a good chance in this one, though. It'll be – I think, you know, like this is a moment we've seen in the big games they've won over the years. I was going back and looking at this, whether it's like that UCLA game or uh, the UCF game the first year under Ryan or um, everything but the Mississippi State game. And I guess you could put the Ole Miss win from 2019 in this boat too. But, like, when they've gotten big wins, it's a lot of times come with big performances by the quarterback. Like that's typically what happens in these types. Like, I know Matt Barnes went up there this week and like was trying to take all the blame for the Missouri loss. And I was just thinking as I was standing there, and I was just like, you know, like we for Memphis to be successful, they're gonna need to. They need to have an offense that's capable of scoring 40, 40 or more oh, points, and on certainly a, not on turning a, the ball over. You know, and like that—that's what we've seen yeah. is the formula that yeah. works here you know like it works in this league and works against you know with the type of players you get like and maybe that's asking for too much like they're top they're they're number 39 in total offense right now which is exactly the same where they finished last year which was you know the lowest offensive finish for them in you know since the beginning of the Fuente era and the best years involve you know maybe it's unrealistic to expect this, the best years of Memphis football have always have included like a top 10 D offense, mm-hmm. you know, like top 15 offense. I think that's just the, the formula that works within the, the confines of what you work with at Memphis. Um, and, and I just came away from that game against Missouri going, they lost that game in the second quarter because mm-hmm. the offense couldn't do anything they were they were took they survived like the first punch from Missouri and were up 10-7 and then got outgained like 170 or 164 to 28 in the second quarter cuz the offense couldn't get going and you know um second half it felt like when they went to more tempo they had more success but it just i don't know maybe i'm wrong i'm not a football coach but i came away from that game going man if they could have gotten a little more offense but some people
4: might look at it and go, man, if they could have gotten some more stops in the fourth quarter. But, man, those, those folks, you were mentioning Barnes and taking mm-hmm. the heat. They, they, they got off the field. Missouri was 0 of 8 yes. on third down. They, they like, get, what what else do you want against an SEC caliber opponent? Like they're they're bigger, more physical. They're going to put up yards. If you can get off the field on third down, you're doing a pretty good job as a defense.
5: They gave up 9 plays that totaled like 380 yards. Mm-hmm. Like not like 380 of Missouri's came all on came all on these, these big plays. plays. If you take like so and like the way the, you look at it is that that's a lot of big plays. But it also means on like I think it was like the 52 other snaps exactly. Missouri took, they averaged like three yards a play.
4: Um, and, so, and and like you said, you probably won't face another a team as good as them. Possibly, quite possibly. You're not
5: gonna face. I doubt. I don't think there's a receiver that is Certainly as good not. as that yeah. Luther Bold.
4: Right. That, that he's guy. going to the league.
5: Yes. Right um. So. This will be a different challenge, though. Boise State's best player is their running back.
4: Yeah. Um,
5: You have to stop. If you do not stop the run against Boise State, you will probably not win
4: the game. Well, Navy hit them early, and then Missouri hit them late with the Mm -hmm. run. Yep. So it's been different times where teams have been effective with the run. uh,
3: So Just a little intel, just a little alpha for you guys. The Boise State quarterback is from Texas. And, uh, and he said in his press conference earlier this week that he's going to have a lot of family here for this game. Mm. So he's going to have a little extra motivation. Well, we, gotta,
4: we have the better Texas quarterback, do we not?
5: Well, we're going
3: to find out. So. They guy...
5: apparently, Seth and this quarterback, work out in the summer together.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, who's, this the, is, who's the better Texas quarterback? Yeah, this, yes. that, that's part of this. Right. And then
5: I said this on our show, so this is a weird connection. The Boise State offensive coordinator, his name is Bush Hamden. Sure. He grew up around me. And he was like the – I don't know if you had a kid like this growing up. He was like the kid – he left like halfway through middle school. But like from like third to seventh grade, I was never on his team. He went to like a different elementary school. But he was like the third to seventh grader who everyone knew because he was like the best athlete in every sport. Like, you know, basketball, we went up against him in the championship game. And like – This is their OC. This is their offensive coordinator. He eventually became – he played quarterback for Boise State. He was like a backup to yeah. Kellen Moore, um, and now he's become a coach. But he is Boise State's offensive coordinator. I've not seen him probably since fifth or sixth grade, or talked to him. But I still re- I remember him. Oh, a personal connection. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm. And he, well, do you think y'all will visit before the game? You should. I might if I have if time. You, if, if you have time, if I track him time. down, I know yes. I know people he still knows. I we just I've never fascinated. Yeah, and then Barnes, the Memphis defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Is also from Maryland, same age as us. Matt Barnes grew up like a, the town count, next county over, but he knows Bush really well because they worked on Florida staff together one year. And he said he told me this week. He, I was like, I was talking to him because we know a lot of the same people from Maryland. And I said, Do you know Bush? And he was like, Yeah, he's like one of my best friends. So it's going to be very uh, that's a an in, uh, interesting layer oh dynamic bet. of that game uh, on Saturday. Um, not my part, but actually Matt Barnes and Bush Hamden yeah. are going against each other for the first time as coordinators, and they're yes. like good friends.
3: And isn't there like a connection with a um, like a former like uh, colleague of Drinkwitz? Isn't there like a like a receiver coach that was on his staff, and like they're going to share film and stuff like that? I'm um, not sure. There's there's like that was
5: reading something like which is like that happens in you know every. It's a good program, it's a good but. series, and it's one Memphis fans. They're going to play three more times over the next. Yeah. six seven
3: years. I, I thought this would be a conference matchup. I'm not gonna lie. I, when this was, was announced, like it was announced, you know, <laughs> everything is
5: announced like four or five years. Well, maybe maybe the one. I think the next they play this year, and then not till they go to Boise in like 2026. Like it's not mm-hmm. next year, and then it's I think like 2030 and 2031 is when it. So maybe by 2030 and 2031 they'll be in the same conference.
4: Okay, you've been over to the Lori Walton. Your impressions, okay. early impressions of yeah. what Penny has on that roster.
5: A Lot of dudes, it feels like. Even that was what struck me was like even with DeAndre Williams not we don't know his eligibility right. and Caleb Mills not practicing that Minor, day. right? We yeah, and they it we were told he like bumped knees with someone this in practice. This doesn't go back to
4: Dominican Republic. No, no, no. Good. He like bumped knees
5: with someone in practice and this was like like literally that day Good. or something Got and he it was precautionary. They were just holding him out. Got it. Um that's what we were told. But he wasn't Playing either, and you were just struck by, gosh, there's still like it feels like there's just a lot more guys who can go get a shot on this team. Like David Jones was playing with like kind of more of the reserves because he had just gotten there in the last couple days. Um, but it was like the reserves won the game, won the little competition in part because like no one could guard David. Jo- like he was hitting these step back jumpers that no one could guard, and it was just like, oh, that guy can just go get a shot whenever he wants, and then. Jaquan Walton was on the other team. He was the same way. He was, like, um, and he was playing with Quinterly, and, like, he was getting a lot of open looks from outside, and he was, I was impressed with how Walton could create his own shot. And and then Quinterly was, you know, I thought looked pretty good, and then the reports are Jalen Young has looked really good. Like, him and Quinterly are, like, you know, battling out there. Um, And so, um, and then Jordan, and then, Jordan Brown was the type of player. I mean, I don't know if Memphis has had a player like this under Penny in the post. Like Durin sort of, but Duran his post game wasn't fully developed when he was here. Jordan, like I, I think Durin is obviously the more talented player. Yeah, but you mean in terms of throwing it into him offensively? Yeah, like, what we are he's going to do just, in the post? Like in terms of like, yeah. I, I thought of it when I was watching. I go, there's a bunch of guys on this team where you can go, oh. We'll just give him the ball and he'll go get a shot. Mm-hmm. Like they got, and they didn't have that on. They didn't have a lot of those on past. As many of those. What's on so proud I was
4: just thinking about you saying. Remember when Penny was saying DeMario's going to be the third best player, and mm-hmm. you're talking. You know, I mean, just think that that's yeah. night and day difference. And like, from right What there, it sounds like. Like
5: right there, he had. It was like David Jones could go get a shot whenever he wanted. Jaquan, Jaquan Walton, Walton could get a shot whenever he wanted, and you could throw it in the post whenever you wanted. And Jordan Brown was going to well, get a shot. And then you go. And we know Kayla Mills, Mills can isn't do that. playing. Yeah. And then. Mm. Um. So I that was that struck me, oh, and then sure. just how big they are. Like this is, again, they might not have the like Jalen Duran is probably still the most physically imposing player Penny's ever had, but in terms of number of dudes who Bunch are just of, big because they're older, I think it it goes hand in hand with yeah. they're older. But like David Jones is like every bit what he's listed. Yeah, he like, And Jaquan Walton is like pretty tall. Uh, like feels like
4: he's listed six seven.
5: Yeah, is he like big? and he feels like he's. Every bit that. Like, he, it doesn't feel like it's a fake listing for him. Um, and Jordan Brown is, you know, you got Jordan and Malcolm and Nick Jordan are all, like, just, like, physically, you know, physically developed, completely physically developed. You know, like, they're, yeah. they're grown men, it feels like, all three of them in terms of their size. It was just, like, I was struck by how, I, I asked Penny, I go, is this the biggest team you've had? And he was like, oh, yeah, by far. Like they this is the biggest team they've had so I you know I don't want to draw too much from like they weren't really running anything because like one of the things that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out is that this while it worked out in terms of he seems to have gotten everyone he wanted ultimately from the transfer portal they didn't arrive like he wanted like right. he wanted you know he like early in June. he he talked about mm. it a lot in in his you know brief uh interactions with the, with the media after practice like Guys have just been like kind of – there were seven at first, then two more joined, then two more joined after that, and then now two more have joined, and you're still waiting to see what happens with DeAndre and Mike. You know, like, it's clear that is not ideal, and that is – and so, like, they haven't put in any sets yet. Like, they weren't really – you know, they're trying to – I think Penny and and these players are trying to get a feel like who plays well together, like, what you know, that type of thing right now. Um, But it's certainly – you know, like, I don't know if there's anyone as good as Kendrick Davis or DeAndre in that gym, but there's just... I, I just looked at it and go, I don't know if any of these guys are ever going to be, like, in the NBA, but I think, like, there's a lot of guys who can, like, make money playing basketball beyond this. You know, they're obviously, a, a lot of them are making money right now playing basketball. Absolutely. But,
4: um, good money.
5: <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of dudes on this team who can, after this year, go play in Europe. You know, like, there's... And that... If you look... Yes, you need a star ultimately in, in big moments, but the best you need team's a college star. You don't need yeah, a like star. Yeah, like the best teams in college basketball, that's yeah. that is a common denominator. It's like how many pros you got, you know? I mean, you kind of this a team NBA has a lot stars. of I don't know if this team has a lot of NBA guys but it has a lot of pros. And Jordan
3: Hawkins, but, but I mean, he's not going to be an NBA star. He was a lottery pick-ish, yeah. but, I mean, he was. Like,
5: I don't know if this has a lot. There's not a lottery pick on this team, probably. Yeah, it, To me, it's not a
3: prerequisite <laughs>
4: well, to have that, you know. Let's do this because John and I have sort of been on this, and let's go with, okay, you don't have DeAndre Williams. Just based on what you saw, and, again, we're not drawing huge conclusions yeah. here, but based on what you saw, would you go Jordan Brown 5 David Jones for, or would you go a different way in terms of how you're doing five four there? Because it sounds like we, you know, we know Jaquan, we know Caleb, we know Javon Quinley is going to be out there. What would you do four five if no DeAndre? Well, Just based on the guy and on the roster that you saw,
5: I, I think it depends how you can balance the egos on the team. I think ideally, if you're Penny and you're looking at this from a, you know, you might want to put David Jones in my mind ideally you'd want him to be like the sixth man who plays in crunch time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. that that would make the most sense to me. I also don't know if you can pull that off given the egos at play. And so like, if that's the case, sure. like I'm thinking about it even for, like, cause these guys are all getting paid. I'm thinking about it from an NBA perspective, almost like it's not the end of the world. If David Jones has to start because like you've made promises or whatever uh, to get him here. Right. But his, like, just watching it play out in practice. He was, like, again, playing with, like, the second unit. And it was like, oh, like, this is a ball dominant guy. Maybe it's good that he plays not with all these starters because there's a lot of guys who need shot. Like, Penny said that, like, what's going to be different about this team is there are a lot of dudes who are proven entities on this team. He's never, mm-hmm. like, he's never had that before. Like, you know, last year he had two proven entities,
4: right? You know, like a this bunch year of Elijah's and he's got, and Damarias, and it was. Ooh. And
5: he said, like, this might not be as much of a defensive team as previous teams, because, like, I just, you know, like ultimately, you know, we've got guys who can go get buckets. I know we're going to be able to go get buckets. That's what, it's basically what he said um, yesterday, and um, he's right. Like, there's going to be guys. What's going to be interesting is who is going to sacrifice, whether it's David Jones being a six-man or, you know, Jaquan Walton not taking as many shots as he did at Wichita or David Jones. Certainly, I mean, David Jones took a lot of shots at St. John's. I don't think he's going to get that many at Memphis. Right. You know, Jordan Brown, same thing. He's not going to get as many shots as he did at Louisiana. Like, it's how that all gets figured so out. It's going to be interesting. It
4: sounds like you think I mean Jones would be great in that six-man spot. If you did do that, who are you putting at the four next to Jordan Brown?
5: I would personally probably just go yeah, play my five best guys. Like and so I'd go I'd go I think Jones and Walton are big enough with Brown in there. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could make do on the boards with those guys. Like play Walton as a small ball four, Jones at the 3, Caleb Mills at the 2 and then Quinterly at the 1. Yeah. I would do that. I think that's a fine lineup. Yeah. I think you can get away with that, especially in the AAC. Like, Walton's know, big enough for
4: that.
1: You, maybe you maybe
5: maybe for big games if there's a matchup related thing, uh-huh. you go with, you know, if you want to go with Malcolm at the 4 or you want to go with uh Jordane at the 4, right. someone bigger, maybe you do that. Some matchups. Um some matchups, but I think you can get away with that. I I like
4: Walton at the four. And I think Yeah, like a 27 and 15 down there. I know it was Dominican Republic, but he can rebound at that size. He will look to rebound. And
5: Jones are the type of dudes who are those two dudes I think are going to swing this season, in the sense, especially if DeAndre isn't available, in that I think those guys have shown over the course of their college career that they can go off and have huge games. Their problem has been like the consistency has not been there during their careers like they to 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 they do it once every four games or if once you know like and sure. so the key to that is maybe can you get them more both more efficient but also like get them more consistent in terms of their production walton seemed like he was nearing a breakthrough on that at the end of his at the end of his uh, season at Wichita State. Like, if you look at the end of his season, he was playing really well at mm-hmm. the end of the season for Wichita State. Um, now, we'll see what, you know, he had a pretty tumultuous offseason. Remember, he was supposed to go to Alabama. Yeah, and got, and they uh, got arrested down there. He got arrested yeah. for, you know, having, there was a gun and it was there was there a gun and marijuana. He never actually got charged for the gun. Like, he leaked the, whatever. Well, they don't charge down there, as you
4: know. You know. Well,
5: yeah, but. Ultimately, Alabama had been through so much. They
4: just no, cut no, bait
5: yeah. right there. Um, but I remember when I first when I was the beat writer still and Penny got the job, like Walton was one of the first guys he went after. Mm. And it was honestly like one of the first guys he missed on. Like yep. a guy he like spent considerable amount of time on and didn't get. I think he went to Georgia with Cream. I think like I think yeah. I think Walton was on the Anthony Edwards team at Georgia.
4: I think that's right.
5: Um, like he would that was his he was in the same class. Yeah. Um and so I th- I did think it was funny he said the other day, like, this is the best team I've ever been on. And I was like, I hope so. You're, you've been on You're, some bad teams. Exactly. <laughs> I,
3: was like, I hope so. What do you uh <laughs> what do you make of uh the recruitment here that they're uh, you know, trying to to close with Trey
5: Richmond? Um We'll see. I mean, I, I just I find it interesting more, not necessarily from the the, the 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 Cal Cal Perry versus Penny aspect and really not even the the adversarial part, more just the the background of it: these former Calipari players at Memphis, now their kids. I'm and I'm referencing both Billy Richmond and Duane Wagner. Um, their kids becoming these high-profile recruits that now Cal is still at Kentucky. You know, like it's like the it's funny how it's like the continuation of this almost like Godfather saga between Calipari and the city and the school of memphis you know the a little, little bit, act yeah. you know and so that part is fun but then also if you look at it from penny's perspective it's interesting to me because you know he ha- other than his guys from east and team penny like he's kind of i don't think he's really been very aggressive locally recruiting over the past few years and i think it's a reflection of you know what's been you know what's been out there and also you know, I, I don't know the exact reasons, but I do find it interesting that he has very clearly made. You know, this year he he has determined that yeah, Curtis true. Givens and Billy Richmond need to be priorities for the University of Memphis, and you know, ultimately, I don't think I, I will be I will be surprised if he misses out on a kid he's made a priority. Now that being said, the vibes seem to be that you know Givens. Memphis is in a really good spot, and right. Billy Richmond is up for gra- you know is up in the air. And honestly, like a lot of people think, would if they were to say what Billy Richmond was going to choose today before this visit, I think more people would say more people in the know would say Kentucky. Yeah, John would say one, John's Memphis. One of those. Um, and Thanks. so, but I I still will be surprised if Penny real if Penny really wants a local kid and a yeah. local kid says no. Listen, it can happen. It seems like it's a possibility here. I will still be surprised when it happens.
4: Like, and I, I had not lost any of those, right? The, you know, the, like the local he really, kid, he hasn't lost yet. Has but, it, but you know, maybe, that he's really wanted.
5: I, I will say this: like, it all, everything that's happened here in the Billy Richmond recruitment, screams Cal is in control of it. In that, if if Memphis was going to get him, Billy Richmond would be playing high school basketball here in Memphis. I think. And I think the like it hurts Memphis's chances that he is playing in Camden, New Jersey. With he played in Camden, New Jersey with Dewan Wagner's son, with Dewan Wagner, who is very clearly like aligned with Calipari. Like that screams like this is you know going to be an uphill battle for Penny ultimately because and he's staying there. Like it's not like it would be like there were some rumblings this summer in the that he might come back. The I was asking
4: and that he mom might, would bring him back home. And that, Hadn't she moved up there now? Or, and there yes, a difference too with that? Yes, yeah. yes, they're all in up there. With, uh, so, I think it's going to
5: take it's going to take a big effort. But that being said, it will be like it'll be if Billy Richmond chooses Kentucky, it'll feel like it'll, it's the first local kid that Penny really went after hard and didn't get. That's the reality. Because I it don't is. think like it Kennedy Chandler, he didn't like that was he, what did, was he stopped. It was weird. He didn't, and he and he was late offering. And he and it wasn't late because he was lazy. like he he made a conscious decision, right and offered like he yeah, he offered before like Duke and some of the huge schools, but like Tennessee and all the regional SEC schools no, they made
4: that decision. they'd already Duke.
5: offered like I was there at Peach Jam when he actually ended up offering. and it was a big deal to Kennedy. And but like ultimately, I don't think he was ever like as aggressive. aggressive
4: as it's been on these. two. Yeah, never. I don't think never. he was
5: ever this aggressive recruiting Kennedy Chandler. And so, um, we'll see what happens here. It'll be uh, it's fascinating. Now that being said, I, here's my prediction: both these kids will end up playing for Memphis
4: at some point. At right. some point. Well, his dad <laughs> did the Billy came on back. Billy went to Vandy, came to Memphis. That's right. Yeah, Remember?
5: like. Uh, it's always just the a, it's way a long the way game. college basketball is. You can come is. back home, yep. Kurt, like especially
4: now, even easier. No transfer penalties. And, penalty and for honestly, the
5: first time. given 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 the way college basketball is now, I would I think both the you have to go in and kind of expecting these guys are going to at least play at two schools these days, mm-hmm. like over you the course of their you career, the at least. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you don't get them this time, just make sure you're on good terms for the boomerang on the on the you know when they come back around. That's exactly it. Like, that's, that's, it's a long know. game, baby. Remember what Curtis uh,
4: said that Penny just went out of his way to tell uh, CG3, yeah. wherever you go, yeah. that's right. I still got you. I I'm still support out. you, right? It you, ain't like the you, you can always come back. Yeah. It used you, to be like,
3: it's scorched right. earth if you don't Seriously. come here. Like, but, yeah. you know, go and, to the, and the
4: coaches would make that pretty yeah. clear.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,